This is Revisiting Haven. Hi, Haven fans. This is Amy J. And of course, with me is Amy S. Hello. And today, what we have for you is Audrey Parker's Day Off that we will be talking about. We're quite excited about it. And we have to thank you guys uh, on Twitter. This past week, we've gotten a lot of feedback and compliments, and we're so thankful that you guys are listening. Yes. It's and fun. just, yeah. And thank you for the kind words. Thank you for the feedback. We do this because we just love the show so much. And again, we're not a part of the show, we're not connected to the show. We just like talking about it. We just love the show, love Haven, love to talk about it, love to talk to other Haven fans on Tumblr or Twitter. I think Amy and I are mostly on Twitter these days, but just love talking Haven with anybody and everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And to that fact, uh, we were trying to, we were talking and we were trying to think of if there's a hashtag to kind of get you guys to join us. I'm not, I'm new to the podcasting world. And so I'm still trying to figure out a way to get other people involved so we can hear your voices. For now, we're trying to come up with a hashtag that you guys could use to let us know your thoughts and stuff. And we, we're trying to not make it too Haven specific so that, you you right. know, we don't want to confuse anybody. But at the right. same time, get your get your thoughts. Yeah, well, until we come up with that, they can just tag you or me, Amy, either one of our Twitter handles, and we can start incorporating comments in our next podcast or questions or, you know, thoughts that um, our fellow Haven Knights have. Great idea. And uh, to that effect, as soon as this podcast goes on the site, we will announce, because we're pretty good at, at figuring out what the next one is, what the next topic is, and you guys can start letting us know your thoughts, your favorite moments, your favorite quotes, uh, things that stood out. If you saw any bloopers or something, tell us. Yeah, so we'll make it like two-way, a little more interactive. Absolutely. Uh, so again, thank you for the kind words. Uh, we do it mostly because it's fun, but we're, we're so happy that you guys enjoy listening to it. Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, I saw on Twitter through Amy's Twitter site, uh, Haven's about to cut back in production. Uh, well, we, we saw that, um, uh, Stephanie Beaumont, who's up in, uh, Chester, uh, tweeted that the cast, excuse me, the crew is starting to report on April 3rd. So today's March 4th. Is that right? So that makes it, uh, less than a month away. Yeah, I mean, it's right around the corner. It's crazy. So not only is it exciting that in less than a month, the Haven crew, please note, we said the crew, we don't know these things for a fact, but it's been tweeted, uh, yeah. are returning. So that's really awesome. Yeah, exactly. And we know the writers have got to have a few of the episodes written by now. And, you know, the wheels are turning. It's, uh, it's getting there. It's getting there. Very exciting thing. Another exciting thing happening today as we're recording this, because by the time you guys get it, it'll be probably still today into tomorrow. But March 4th, National Pancake, Pancake Day. Day. Yes. <laughs> How exciting, folks. For it's those... the best, right? I mean, everybody was all over Twitter today with their great comments about it being Pancake Day and what that means in the Haven community. <laughs> uh, Amy, Amy, why don't you, you – most of you guys listening are – Haven fans, so you know what National Pancake Day means, or even anything related to pancakes, but can you give a quick, what does that mean? Well, it basically refers to the relationship between Nathan and Audrey, because Nathan loves pancakes, it's his favorite food, he talked to Audrey about pancakes in the very first episode of Haven, and 
when they were supposed to have their first date, she was going to make him pancakes. And again, when Lexi came back, when Audrey came back and was pretending to be Lexi, she told Nathan she didn't like pancakes so that Nathan would know she was not Audrey. Um, And it's it's just what we use. It's our term for the Nathan and Audrey. Yes. And and mostly, uh, so Nathan, we refer with pancakes. Duke, we refer with waffles. And... Shall Audrey Parker's day off? Is this not the episode that brought us waffles as part of Team Duke? Yes, yes, it did. Yep. And yes. we're, we're going to be talking about that. And cupcakes we usually associate with Audrey. No, with Dwight. No, cupcakes with Dwight. Cupcakes. Cupcakes. Rosemary's cupcakes. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Does Dwight have one? In spiral. Well, Dwight was donuts and sprinkles. From yeah. Down. Yes, yes. Okay. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. I, 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 I was wondering if he had one, but donuts is, with sprinkles is correct from yeah. lockdown. lockdown. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably talk about that episode too down the road, but just keep in mind, Nathan, pancakes, Dwight, sprinkles, donut, uh, cupcakes, Audrey, and waffles, Team Duke. Duke. Yeah. And it's okay to like all of them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you can or- like any one, none, or all. It's it, the show. That's what's so great about a show. You enjoy it as you wish. It means what it means to you. Yep. Yeah, exactly. We're very uh, considerate of everyone. And honestly, I like them all. So. Oh, yeah. I love all of our Haven characters. <laughs> well, I meant the food, but yes, all the <laughs> Haven characters, too. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> okay. But, um, on a serious matter, yes, th- those are the things I remember that are of import. It's if the day is not over for you, you need to go to the nearest IHOP. They are giving free pancakes out. Right. And the proceeds go to charity. So yeah. why not? And that is, I believe, only for uh, those of us who live in the States, right? I don't think it's international. Is there IHOPs uh, internationally? There may be, but I think the promotion that they're doing... Ah. Yeah. Actually, I don't think IHOP is international, but, but the... Uh, Which is the ironic. Pro- yeah, exactly. Ironic. IHOP stands for International House of Pancakes. I don't know, Amy. I could look it up really quick. Uh, <laughs> well, you don't have to. You don't have to. But um, even if you, if you don't go for the free waffles, buy some waffles in honor of Haven. Yeah. Free pancakes or get some waffles. Why not? Or make some waffles. To, uh, waffles. <laughs> make some pancakes today. Okay, we're getting ourselves confused. Let's move on. Yeah, we need to talk about Audrey Day. I can't even speak tonight. (laughs) Audrey Parker's Day Day Off. off. Well, this episode, to me, um, there was a little bit of lightness in it, but mostly it was a really heavy episode for poor Audrey. I mean, this was an Audrey-centric episode, as we know. It really showed us a lot, you know, what she went through and her suffering and her anguish. Um, Yeah, it was a pretty Audrey-heavy episode to me. I think you're absolutely right. And outside of um, the episode she did with uh, Nolan, this this was a lot Audrey. Yeah, and she was in, and Emily Rose was in um, every single scene. Yes. Uh, And she just knocked it out of the park and just gave quite an amazing performance. Well, I remember reading... An interview she did, and, and she talked about how emotionally draining this was yes. because she had to, you know, you have to act that you're you're witnessing the death of your friends. 
Yes, all the men in her life die. So how hard that must have been for Emily to act that out. And also, as I think a lot of us read or saw interviews with her or whatnot, um, you know, how to amp up the emotion or change the emotion with each scene. You That's know? true. She yeah. had a different reaction for each man. Right. And how to make... Um, you know, the progression of the emotion as the, the days mm-hmm. wore on and it was worse. And, um, you know, how did she change that to the viewer so we knew it was a different day that we were watching? Yeah, yeah. And and it, so this episode, um, just to be clear, Audrey, um, Emily Rose knocked it out of the park, but it was also because of the powerful way it was written by our favorites, the Zuckerman sisters. Yes, they did a great job writing this. Um, Emily, we should close, uh, we should not forget to mention that she did get a nomination for a Canadian uh, Screen Award for her performance here. That was uh, uh, quite awesome for her. But yes, it was the awesome script by the Zucker sisters. Yes. And one of my favorite episodes, Not we were talking about earlier, I can't say the favorite, but top five. Okay. I think. Okay. I don't know. I, I can't really pick favorite episodes. I guess I can, but I've never really said this is my favorite one, but I think this was a very popular episode. It was, I think. And I think it's, which is funny. So in this episode, just to kind of give you a recap, it's essentially um, Groundhog's Day. Yes. The movie kind of in episode form. Audrey relives the day over and over and over again, trying to figure out what's going on. She lives this day five times. Yeah. And she's trying to figure out how to help the troubled person to get through and get the world moving again. Right. And so this episode brought a lot of firsts. It brought a lot of fun things. Um, Taco Tuesdays. That's exactly right. We can we cannot miss a nod to Taco Tuesday. And um, props to Jennifer Stewart, who is the design director and her crew for uh, coming up with that uh, graphic for Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. And that's a New Haven thing, too. Tuesdays in the Haven community, we're always talking, oh, it's Taco Tuesday today. That's another reason I love Haven. They're not afraid to embrace their foodie. <laughs> their inner foodie is, is always present, and I support that. <laughs> There's no way we cannot support that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the th- <laughs> Taco Tuesday relived over and over, and um, that, might, that must have been a fun day. You know, to, to see yeah. it. Yeah. Duke uh, with his master masterpiece, his little artwork there outside the Grey Goal, mm-hmm. uh, ready to open the Grey Goal for the day for his food offerings. And I have to um, say, even, there, I think that this episode brought a lot of, you, could, you saw a different side of each relationship. Yes. And yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah, so much. You saw um, kind of what, Nathan meant to her, what Chris meant to her, what Duke meant to her. But the the common thread, of course, was Audrey's anguish with all of them. Um, you know, the anguish she felt with, with each uh, one of these friends dying on her. Right. And this isn't to put one death over another. She was distraught all the way through for each of them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I would have to totally agree with that. Yeah, Audrey was, um, you know, well, let's this brings me to a thought that I had, you know, as we learned as the seasons went on that perhaps Audrey is being punished for having created the troubles. This is her punishment is to come back and have to deal with the troubles. Well, this episode, Audrey, I felt really was being punished. 
Okay, so interesting parallel par um, comparison you're making. So I love that. Yeah. Because this is kind of a smaller version of what Mara is going through, isn't it? I guess you could say that. Maybe that's not the, the, the comparison you were going with, but as you said that, <laughs> I was thinking of how Audrey is reliving everything over and over as right. Lucy, as Sarah, as um, Lexi, okay. uh -huh. you know, and, and here we have like a condensed version of what this is doing to her. Right. But in, to what you're saying, you know, Audrey doesn't really remember what Sarah lived or Lucy lived. So there's not exactly that parallel, right? Well, not uh, exactly, but yeah, I just see but, the, the doing it over and over deja yeah. vu kind of thing happening. Right. And how she had the burden of knowing she had to solve this. Nobody else knew about it. Um, when she got to that one day uh, when Nathan died and she woke up the next day and realized the injury on her hand that everybody else resets, but she doesn't. So she cannot die. She has to solve this. Which kind of brings us to that point that Chris is actually the one who saved Haven because he pushed Audrey out of the way so Audrey would not be hit by the car. And Chris ended up being hit by the car. If Audrey had been hit by that car, Haven would still be living the same day. Valid point. And I know a lot of people who are not Chris fans, you guys, you have to give that up. <laughs> we probably wouldn't have Haven after that. Theoretically, if Chris hadn't pushed her away. So Chris dying is a good thing for Haven. Right, because it saved the town. Yeah, so if, if you really don't like Chris, there's the spin on it. Yeah, exactly, because Audrey didn't <laughs> die. Um, ha Haven has moved onwards. Yeah, and actually that's, I don't, I don't know, I keep going to the bigger picture thing, but it's also a valid point because Audrey said, you know, if I die, I die. Yeah. You know? Right. I'm the only one who can fix this, you know. Is Audrey also the only one that can fix the troubles? You know, for everyone trying to get her in the barn, it's like, oh, like uh, David said, stop using her as a Band-Aid. Yeah. You know, right. let her help fix the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it, it's an interesting look at how that is, not only here, but in the whole story of Haven, she's probably the only one that can do it. Yes, exactly. While the troubles are around, that's they all look forward to her helping. They all want her to help solve these. Um, of course, she partners with Nathan, and they kind of solve a lot of these together. But we know she's the number one mm -hmm. haven saver. <laughs> you know, uh, and let, let's look at each um, set because this is really the, she died. She relived it over five times. Let's right. look at each one kind of as they happened. The initial one, the girl dying. Yes, the little girl. The little girl dies. She doesn't really know what's going on. It's the first time. Yes. And, you know, that's when we actually see the relationship of Chris and Audrey. Audrey. Right. Right. One we don't necessarily like to see, except for those who are Chris fans. Um, but, you know, you got to admit, they did like each other. Yeah, they did. And uh, Audrey was kind of trying to be a normal girl and have a normal life and a normal relationship there. Mm -hmm. And in the end, it didn't really work out. Um, but she tried. She, it was playful. Yeah. There was a picnic. But did you also notice how, despite the fact that it was her day off, she, she, still, still, went, she still went to work? That, that struck me totally. It's her day off. We know all she does is work. And here, it's the one time she takes a day off, and this is what happens to her. And even... 
within that day off, she still goes to career day. She still does a uh, work type thing. Yeah. And we know on days two and three, Nathan says to her, is this a ploy to work on your day off? Because he knows her. She doesn't take days off. And then, of course, at the end, remember, she says to Chris, I don't get days off. Right. And the thing is, if you look when she checked the phone, is that all available people? Yeah. Um, I'm not a member of the, any police department, but I believe if you're you're on a day off, uh-huh. you're not available technically. Well, well, you're not considered. I mean, you could always volunteer to come in, but I think it depends on the level of emergency. Yeah, it depends. Are you on call or is it a high alert where you have to come in? Yeah, it does but depend she, on the level. But she didn't call in. She just saw that and was like, you know what, I'm going to go in. Well, because I it's in her nature. It is in her nature. And the text said some like all available officers or personnel report and of course she made herself available because yeah she, all she does is work and you know she's kind of like a cop she lives to serve she sees her purpose to help and to solve these uh, troubles and to help these people so of course she's going to respond yeah and, and you know even despite what Chris had said and he said um, you know the world's not going to end because Audrey Parker took a day off right and that goes to what you were saying about how at the end she says you know I don't get days off she tried. She did, I, but... Yeah, and I think at the end when Audrey says that, of course, she means emotionally as well. She means just a day off from the police station, but she never gets away from the emotional trauma of dealing with the troubles. Yeah, I think that's where what the key was, is that the troubles are 24-7. Yes. Even yeah. when she's off, she's not off. And we know she said um, in the... At, was it the previous episode to this? Um, I can't remember the episode now. Um, she says, you know, that's why I'm here to solve the problems when she and Nathan are going to look at the site where the uh, Audrey 2 went, where the barn was at the end of that episode. Oh, uh, it, I don't think that was Roots. That was the one before that. Yeah. Roots was the one before this. I have it right here. Um, so, you know, she says, that's what I do. You know, this is my purpose. Is I'm here to help. I, I help people. Sparks and Recreation. Yeah. Well, I mean, because she says the same thing here towards the end, right? Um, When she's having the conversation with Nathan. And um, sorry, I blanked. But uh, when she has the conversation with Nathan, she's like, you know, I should have been able to save him. But he made his choice. And she said, but that's why I'm here. Because he said, you can't save everyone. She's like, but that's why I'm here. Exactly. So she sees that as her purpose. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That that's and that um, that's towards the end of Love Machine, Amy, I know we were getting our episodes jumbled up. The scene we're talking about when she says, that's why I'm here. Um, yeah, okay. So yeah. so you're saying that the scene where her and Nathan go to Kick'em Jenny... Nick. The Nick place, that place, um, where the barn was, was Love Machine? Uh, yes. Okay. And um, kind of talking about this and how she says, you know, her purpose is to save everyone. I think that's interesting because correct me if I'm wrong, but at no point was there concrete proof that this is why Audrey was here. Up until this point, that's, I, I, I don't really think so because we just thought she was a cop at first. We figured Uh, she's immune to the troubles. Right. But nobody came up. We, she hadn't met agent Howard in the terms of the barn. Mm -hmm. So she is saying that this is her purpose. Right. You know, Nathan didn't say your purpose is to save people from the troubled. Right. You know, something in her said this. Well, and also I think part of what drew her to that conclusion was once 
the real Audrey Parker showed up, mm-hmm. our Audrey in Haven, needed to find out what's her identity. Who am I? What do I do? Why am I here? If I'm not really Audrey Parker, who am I and what is my purpose? And I think that's when she kind of started to qu- ask herself those questions. And she herself kind of came up with that answer. Well, this is what I do. I help the troubled. And I think it's just so important to, to point out the fact that she did this. Like, she's the one that had that self-discovery and mm-hmm. uh, affirmative decision that this is what she's doing. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's also because that's a part of who she is, but not just as Audrey Parker or Sarah or Lucy, but I'm going to go so far as to say Mara. I don't know. We're going to figure that part out when, when season five airs, but yeah, maybe there's a part of Mara that was like that. That wanted to help people. Yeah. I, I don't know. We don't know that story, but yeah. I just find it interesting that, you know, based on her experiences, there's nothing saying, hey, you could have run away. You could just like when she spoke to Nathan in Spiral, mm-hmm. you know, you could have gone anywhere and been a cop. Yeah. She could have left Haven at any point, but she stuck around. Right. Yeah. It, that applies to both Nathan and Audrey. That's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Just an observation. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I like that, Amy. That's cool. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if we, if we look at that was, that was when she lived the life of the victim dying, the original girl, Anson's daughter. And then mm-hmm. the second person who dies is Duke. Yes. And of course she feels guilty for that one because he is only downtown mm-hmm. because she forgot to sign the rent check. So she sees that she brought him downtown. So she feels guilty that he's even there and thus in a position to be hit by the car. Yeah. And when he dies, um, that was terrible. You know, when I first saw this show, I'm like, Duke's not really dead, is he? They didn't really just kill him, did they? Because you have no idea. Because as a viewer, you didn't know if they were, if, you know, we knew she was living day two, but we didn't know where this show was going. At least I didn't. I'm speaking for myself. No, but like, you're right. You don't know. Just like at the end of season one, when, when Audrey Parker 2 came, you're like, what happened? Is Emily Rose leaving? I know, so I'm watching this, I'm like, they didn't just really kill Duke, did they? Because you have no idea. You don't know that somebody else is going to die. You, this, For all we knew, he was dead. Yeah. And th- the thing with his death, besides being very powerful, was, for me, I thought this was a beautiful scene between Nathan and Duke. Oh, totally. As tough guys as they are, yeah. those two care for each other. Oh, they really love each other, and you saw it right there, you know, when Nathan comes to to duke's side there in the their little verbal exchange mm-hmm. and they were like touching hands and stuff <laughs> and the thing is i think it was more powerful than um the previous one man the season one episode with um uh-huh. beatrice yes um ball and chain yes when Duke becomes the old man and yes. he's trying to save him at Peggy's Cove there at the lighthouse. Right. And you can see that Duke and Nathan care about each other there. But yes. here, Nathan and Duke, I think it was a little bit more powerful, a little bit more apparent. Absolutely. You know, him telling Nathan to shut up, Nathan uh-huh. trying to express himself but being unable to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, they're frenemies. Like Nathan says, Duke, like he wants to just pour it all out right then and there and Duke just kind of says to him I'll shut up you know yeah Yeah, and you know what really does it is the fact that Audrey uh, the next day when we're at when we're looking at Nathan dying uh, has that conversation he's like and Duke died she's like yeah would have been something to see and she was like you were upset buddy 
Yeah. Stop it. Exactly. You were there and you were upset. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons I like this episode is because you see that relationship and you see that there is, because sometimes it's so hard to watch the negative, you know, two people just fighting each other, Mm -hmm. butting heads all the time. Right. And I think this episode was beautiful because you saw that there is a reason. Right. Yeah. So Nathan and Duke are kind of frenemies. And, yes. But we see at the end of the day here in this particular episode, they really do love each other. And, and we see that in that scene when um, Duke is dying and Nathan's at his side. It was very powerful. Yes. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and that, then we go to Nathan's death. Right. So, yeah. yeah. We look at this and um, this one, this time, you know, Audrey is relieved that Duke is alive. Totally. Took him off guard when she threw herself at him. And he's like, good Good morning. morning. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was beautiful. You know, that is also Duke and Audrey's relationship. Oh, yeah. They mean so much. Duke means so much to her. And yeah, yeah, she, she was so relieved that he was okay. Yeah. And I love that. She woke up that day. She, you know, she realized, oh, no, I'm living this day again. This is day three. She goes, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's okay. I, I'm, you know, but I, I got to go find out right now, right now. I got to go find him. Right. Because you, you, you're right. Because she doesn't know that people will come back. Right. She just knows she's reliving this day. But for all she knew, until she saw Duke with her own two eyes, people, he was dead. Right. Right. And I think, you know, the relief she had, not that Duke knew, but I think they do have a beautiful and powerful friendship yes. between each other. Yeah, I would agree without a doubt. Yeah. And I, I, I love that about them. Uh-huh. Yes. They are a good, a good pairing, a, a very deep friendship. And now we're at the third one, right? And this is the one where Audrey tells Nathan, okay, this is what's going on. Well, she tells him every time. Um, well, she's that- a little adamant. Well... I did like how each day throughout this whole five days that Audrey is living, the only person she tells this to is Nathan. He is the only one she shares this with. And I think that speaks a lot to her trust of him, to their friendship, that deep connection they have. Um, Oh, good observation. That's true. She didn't tell Duke, did she? No, she doesn't tell anybody. And even though she has to tell Nathan again every day, she still runs to him and tells him and relies on him to believe her and to help her solve the issue, uh, kind of emotionally leans on him. But that goes back to how terrible this was for Audrey. Each day, you know, she had to, she was alone when this, when she woke up, she was the only one who knew and she had to go find Nathan and tell him again. And and you know what, you make a good point in two ways. One, the fact that she she tried telling Nathan once, it didn't work. She could have tried something different. She could have told someone else. She didn't. She went oh, yeah. back to Nathan, and, and she says something after, is it the second or third time uh, Nathan dies, or someone dies, you know, I know this isn't, he said, you know, it's not making me very popular, and she says, I know this isn't easy, yeah. thank you for trusting me. Right, but but I think Nathan believes her every single time. Yes. Uh, even, the, even the very first time she goes to him and tells him, because... Um, he, he understands how the troubles work. He knows she is immune. It makes sense to him. He believes her. He trusts her and vice versa. I think it kind of showed a lot of their deepening connection and uh, maybe even love. As we talk a little more here, I'll, I'll tell you what, where I think that kind of comes into play. Okay, but I, I love that uh, description that you gave in that 
I do think Nathan understands the troubles a little bit more because he's been experiencing them with Audrey. Yes. You know? Duke yeah. has been kind of on the outside seeing what's going on with these two and the troubles and what's but happening. Is, we, ha- we can't forget you. Nathan has troubled himself, so that also helps. But it's I true. just felt, yeah, um, you know, that uh, Audrey really leaned on Nathan in, in an interesting way in this episode. She did. And, you know, it was interesting. When, so Nathan is the victim this time around. Right. The car comes. He turns around. He sees it. And in my head, I'm like, did you jump out of the way? <laughs> the, the Bronco is right there. Jump on the hood. But no, he gets, he, he, I don't know what happened. He's on the floor. He's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Right. right. And she's like, uh, Nathan? Nathan? No, you're not. <laughs> uh, because I thought it was interesting. It goes to show his trouble. Yeah, absolutely. We see the, the like the depths of his trouble, if you will, will, or how severe it is that he really cannot feel anything. Mm-hmm. Not just that, but also how he experiences it. Here he is with a piece of wood in him. Right. And he's not crying in pain. He's not groaning. Well, he's groaning. But it's not because it hurts. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, what's just happened? Yeah. And, you know, she's there with him. And... You know, again, her reaction to each one's death has been different, but she, she, there's so much on her. Her friend is dying in front of her. She's trying to figure out what the trouble is so she can stop it. Mm-hmm. Now she knows there's a chance that he will live again, right? Because Duke, she had no idea. Then Duke was alive the second time. Well, I, I don't feel she knew that till she woke up, that, until she was in the next day. Well, that's what I'm saying is it's the same day, right? The next day that Duke lived... Again, is the day that Nathan died. Right. But when Nathan died, I didn't get the impression that Audrey was like, it's okay. He's going to live again. I didn't well, get no, that. you're right. I don't think, I don't think that thought goes through your mind. But at the same time, I do think, uh, I think she's just panicked. I don't think you think about that necessarily. But I, it, for us as the audience, mm-hmm. you know, because like you said, that first time, we don't know what's happening. Did something happen to Eric Balfour's contract? What's going <laughs> on? Uh, but now we know. And so for us, it's like, you kind of want to comfort her, be like, no, she's going to be okay. He's going to be oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, we want to just tell her. Yeah. So when Nathan is there dying, um, I see what you're saying. We as the audience wanted to say to Audrey, I think he's going to live. I think you're going to wake up and live this day once more and he's going to be okay. Right. But at the same time, what she says uh, the next day, I think, also stands out um, when she says, you know, uh, who was it? You were Every time I um, there's one last thing. Every time I try to stop the accident, I change things and people die. It's yeah. like the butterfly effect, and I'm the butterfly. You can't go anywhere. I can't yeah. watch you die again. Yeah, and that was well. That is. Um, let's go back a little bit. When Nathan's dying, he says to her, mm-hmm. "It doesn't hurt. The only thing I feel is you." Yeah. And I think as the first time I watched that, I think literally physically, he only feels her, and he's not in pain, but. You know, he's really saying, emotionally, you're all I feel right now. I'm laying here. I'm dying. Mm-hmm. But all I feel is you. You are all that matters to me right now. I think that was kind of sort of his way of saying, perhaps I love you. Maybe not. But you could extrapol- extrapolate. I, I think you, I could see how you see that. I, I also saw it maybe kind of similar in the sense of him trying to comfort her. Yeah. Given, you know, he knows what she's going through with this. She, He's right. seen it emotionally, what she goes through. 
mm-hmm. and knows she'll probably blame herself, knowing her the way he does. Yes. And I think he's trying to reassure her, I'm not in pain. It's okay. Yes, because he was he was still being Nathan the cop, you know, when he was saying, oh, a beige car, the license plate, middle-aged driver. He was, even when he was laying there dying, he's still right. being Nathan the cop. He's still, still trying to help her solve the case because he knows how difficult this is for her. And he still is trying to solve the case. And you're right, when he says the only thing I feel is you, he could be trying to put her at ease that I'm not dying a painful death. But to me, I think it was also like, Nathan, I am dying. And in this moment, I only feel you and you're all that matters to me. Emotionally, I only feel you right now. Yeah. And that's I could see how you see that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And so then to then that kind of dovetails onto what you were saying when Mm -hmm. she does go see him and says, you know, I've already seen you die once. We can't have that happen again. That can't happen again. Right. And uh, again, like you were saying, goes to how she only trusts him with what's going on. Right. Right. And it shows that I can't see she does everything she can to protect each of these guys. Right. Right. But then there's another level to the fact that Nathan knows what's going on. He knows what's at stake. And so for her, she knows he might try and bypass this, Mm -hmm. you know, on purpose to try and help her. And she's like. I have to make sure you stay. Yeah. It's kind of like you have to let me call the shots because I've lived this day how many times now? Right. I know what's going on and you ha- you cannot leave the station, Nathan. You have to stay here. And you know what? Let's just, let's just talk about this next day, which is, so Nathan has died and now we are on Chris Brody. Right. And so um, backtracking a little bit, she, you know, leaves Chris to Duke to babysit, runs to the police station and sees Nathan. Yes. Relief. That's you, Emily Rose and her facial expressions, man. Amazing. Yeah. 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 And she kind of takes a deep breath and she just stares at him and yeah. She is the yeah. queen. Right. And that also, um, you know, what you were saying, what a stellar job Emily did in this episode, but really every episode, let's be honest, they're, the, the actors are also great on this show. Yes. Um, but yes, she was definitely like, oh. He's here. He's okay. And cute moment when she tests his um, tea, coffee. She tests the temperature of his coffee. Very cute moment. And I think they, we were trying to, uh, supposed to believe that maybe that's what they, how they start their day or what they do every morning. And Audrey's like, yes, he's here. He's drinking his coffee. It's going to be a normal morning. I can test it for him. You know? Right. And, you know, then they go right into trying to find this trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I love how in her attempt to convince him knowing that he is he feels her she grabs his hand and is like please <laughs> you know that's that's like the thing that seals the deal i think yeah well, she's like pleading with him mm-hmm. yes and he's yes. like because he he tried to argue it right he's like no way we're already changing things yeah and i think he probably would have gone forward if she hadn't result resorted to begging pleading yeah she, yeah, she pleads with him and you know, he's there and he reassures her too. you know, what if I fail? And he's like, that's not going to happen. You know, he's like her one constant emotionally throughout this episode, even though she has to explain everything to him again with each new day, every day, he's her emotionally, he's the one she goes to and relies on. And um, yeah, that was pretty emotional when she's telling him, you know, I can't see you die again, stay here. Yeah. And, and to, to kind of get through Chris Brody, you know, poor guy dies. 
Oh, you know? but, he, but he saved Audrey in the process. He saved Audrey, and we talked about that. So kudos, Chris. Thank you. I have to say, as much as I did not like Chris Brody, Jason Priestley, fabulous job. Loved you, sir. <laughs> Happy to see you back on the screen. Not sorry to see you go, though. <laughs> uh, I'm torn, but thank you for your sacrifice, because Haven <laughs> continues. Not everybody enjoyed the Chris Brody character. <laughs> I or, understood his purpose, but still. Yeah, his purpose or the role he played in Haven. Yeah. 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 Still. Still. So so we're through Chris Brody, and we get to the final one. Anson Shumway. Day five. Day five. Anson Shumway. Audrey has now figured out that he is the troubled person, and this is the issue, and she must, you know, get to him and fix him. Yes. And I think what you said comes back, especially at this point, about how Nathan is kind of her rock, her source of stability. Yes. You know, and when she's panicking, freaking out, and she, you know, she's like, he's like, you're the only one who knows this is happening. But it's not, yeah. what was the line? He's like, it's not going to happen. And she's yeah. like, but you said that the last time. Well, yeah. And he's like, well, I'm sure I meant it then too. <laughs> exactly. You know, in only the way Nathan can. And she's kind of reassured a little bit, you know, because. So. Yeah. I will say, I love this episode for the fact that these two work together so well. Audrey and Nathan, yes. Yes. I think and, it goes to show us, like I, I said, that deepening connection and that trust that we know that they have. It, it goes to uh, illustrate that very well. I think season two was fantastic for showing that. Right. All throughout the season, you see these two working on trouble cases, and you really see their partnership and relationship grow. Yeah, which was it's, which was the if now that we where we are in yeah. and we're through four seasons, it totally makes sense, right? They yes. did a good job of progressing that relationship and bringing us to where we are with the, these two characters, and uh, we can understand that this is where they should be if we go back and look at these as we are revisiting. Um, it does fall into place. Yeah, and I think what you say is is absolutely correct. This episode shows a deepening of their relationship and the fact that when you rely on someone emotionally like that, like even at the end. Um, when Nathan is there for her, right? Because she can't say this to to Chris. Mm -hmm. And he, she's like, but I failed him. And he's like, yeah. you can never fail me. You can never fail me. Our second big Nathan line of this episode. Fantastic. It hurt. The only thing I feel is you in the second line, you can never fail me. And I think that's emotional. It was such a natural progression, these two in their relationship. And I think this... You know, the fact that he is there for her mm -hmm. each day. Yeah. You know, and you see that also, again, the Nathan, uh, the Nathan Duke relationship at the end. And how how great was it to see them uh, ribbing each other? Yeah, that was cute. Over Chris Brody and his trouble and how Duke had no idea. And he's like, there's no shame. He's a handsome man. Right. Because <laughs> Nathan had every right, and I was surprised he didn't. Uh, just leave Duke to keep fawning over Chris. Right, and Nathan could have just kept on laughing at Duke the whole time. Could have left him in ignorance, and he didn't. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I love that because, you know, something I like more than um, Nathan and Duke fighting is Nathan and Duke joking with each other. Oh, the bromance. We ever think? Yes. Yeah, I am a fan of the nuke, the bromance. I think a lot of us are. It's 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 a great part of the show, and it was fun to see that at the uh, towards the end of this episode in that last scene there. Yes, fantastic. And you know, some some random observations 
I saw in this episode, how much running did Emily Rose do? Oh, yeah. You know, running around the corner to find the dead body or whoever was hurt. And can you imagine the number of takes they were? She must have gotten really... I mean, a lot the, of her exercise in. The, yeah, the emotional trauma plus the physical uh, toll it took, uh, all the uh, the running and, and yeah, I never thought of it that way. Running to each uh, accident scene. As I'm rewatching this, I was like, wow, she ran a lot. And also, kudos to Ari Cohen who played Anson Shumway. Uh, I have slight OCD tendencies, so for me, certain things have to be a certain way. But those who have OCD, it's a very serious thing, and doing those repetitive motions and things in certain order for him to remember all that uh-huh you know even when he was you know touching the buttons and the collar and stuff kudos to you sir because that's not easy yeah and he's uh he's i've seen him in other things right he's an actor who's been around for a while yeah i think so um but he did play that how does haven always get the best guest actors as well how does he always do that Kudos to the casting director. I guess so, yeah. And the things they do. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the music in this episode before we ended. I have. Okay, you do that, and then I have one thing to close it out with. Yeah, okay. Um, Sweet Talk Radio, Will You Still Love Me? There will be a link on the site to iTunes. Uh, I cannot hear this song without thinking of this episode. Oh, yeah, and it was their cover of Carol King's, right? Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? Yes. Yes, and it's available on iTunes if you want to get it. Uh, beautiful song. Hauntingly beautiful. Okay. Yeah, and go ahead. What, what were we going to f- close out with? Well, just, well, two things. Now that you're talking about the music, again, Haven always does so well in matching the music to the scene. Yes. Awesome. Uh, my close was, we know that when Nathan says to Audrey, you're stuck in my second favorite Bill Murray movie. Yes. <laughs> I, you know what his favorite is, Amy? Because I have that. Do you? Wait, yeah. was that mentioned? No, it's on the DVD commentary, though, which um, I'm, I don't know if everybody's listened to that yet. But that's where you will find out that Nathan's favorite Bill Murray movie is Caddyshack. Huh. You know, one of my random thoughts that I put up for the post is, what is Nathan's favorite Bill Murray movie? It's Caddyshack. Wow. Who said, so who tells us that? The Zuckermans. Uh, the Zucker sisters. The Fantastic. Well, well selected, sir. Yeah. Well, so initially, I, and, it's, and they said that wasn't the... That was in the script initially, but it ended up being edited out. Well, I'm glad that they answered it, though, because I was curious, like, second, then what's the first? Caddyshack. Huh. Well, thank you, Amy, because I had no idea. And I have not listened to the DVD commentary just yet. Mm. Now I have to. Yeah, there's some good stuff on the commentary. Well, geez. Guys, get the DVDs and listen to the commentary. You learn all these facts. There's some awesome stuff on the DVDs, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, any other thoughts, Amy? No, that's it. Although I feel like I rambled a little too much tonight. I had all my notes. I was prepared. <laughs> it's been a long day at work because I just apologize for rambling so much. No, well, you know, it is very difficult when, when you're talking about Audrey Parker's day off. So much to talk about. But we are going to leave you uh, so that you can enjoy it. Again, the post will have a link to the music. You guys check it out. Also, if you're thinking about San Diego Comic-Con, the poll is still up. Let me know. Even if it's just a small gathering of, of Haven vans, maybe we'll go to a bar or something, do something. I have no idea. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we, there's definitely something we could do. Absolutely. So till next time, guys, have a great night. This is Revisiting Haven.